Welcome to week 15 of podcasting. Today is yet another beautiful day of sunshine and some drizzles of rain. We woke up to some kilometers of running and it was fantastic. The air is fresh and crisp. I stood at a hill nearby and I had a great glimpse of the city surrounding me. I could hear some noises, but not as loud as the birds that were singing their early chorus. Isn't this how life is? We are surrounded by many distractions, but we can choose where to focus our senses on. And that on the hill with our maker, the horizons are endless. I hope that in your quitting journey, you're standing on higher ground. You're not distracted by the noises of fear and doubt. I hope that your muscle of faith is getting stronger as you climb higher to grasp more of what God has in store for you. There is more. Today, we touch on growth, growing. Again, welcome to the 15th podcast where mundane meets mastery, coming to you from the northern hemisphere of the beautiful continent of Europe. I am your host, Beryl Aseno Nyamwange. Welcome again, Wednesday. It's the day I choose to talk about quitting. Hey, come to the arena where the little things are the big things, where everyday living is the best life, where everyday has something worth highlighting, where boredom is taken to the boardroom of the mind and comes out bearing rich thoughts that build hearts' walls. We speak potential, inspiration, edification, eat the pie, taste the sweet and savory in the world of words and growth. Here we are becoming... Proverbs 16.23 says, The sweetness of the lips increases learning. Quitting as growing love. Growth is a phenomenon often applied to living things such as plants and animals. Growth is visible when a living thing is getting bigger, getting taller, maybe getting larger, increasing in size, that is, in weight, lengthening in height, enlarging, and this over a period of time. With growth, change is inevitable. Growth, that imperceptible phenomenon. Visible, yet intangible. Features change. Size increases. So does understanding and the ability to do things. Comprehension, discernment, choices, growth. Think of a newborn baby. What truly occupies their time? Mostly sleep, crying, Breastfeeding, pooping, smiling. But think of a toddler. What really occupies a toddler's moments? Footsteps, the sense of touch, grabbing whatever comes along, crying and food and play. And a teenager? Or today with cell phones, the game has changed from playing hide and seek and hopscotch to games on the phone and texting friends. And we adults work, play, home. And of course, food, shelter, and clothing. In other words, seeking those things that make life livable. Growth. And of plants? Today we see pretty petals. Tomorrow they are gone. Some trees take years before they can bear fruit. Others in the plant kingdom take just weeks. I'm told an avocado takes nine months from planting to producing its fruit, its first fruit. Growth. Can we run away from it? Never. We may shun it and even pretend it's not there, but we are either growing well or growing stunted. A story I recently read of is of an eight-year-old boy who went to his grandfather and proudly announced, 
I'm going to be a very successful man when I grow up. Can you give me any tips on how to get there, Grandpa? The Grandpa nodded and without saying a word, took the boy by the hand and walked him to a nearby plant nursery. There, the two of them chose and purchased two small saplings. They returned home and planted one of them in the backyard. The other sapling was placed in a pot and kept indoors. Which one do you think will be the best and most successful in the future? Asked the grandpa. The boy thought for a moment and said, The indoor tree, it's protected and safe, while the outdoor one has to cope with the elements. The grandpa shrugged his shoulders and said, We'll see. The grandfather carefully tended to both plants, and in a few years, the boy, now a teenager, came to visit again. You never really answered my question, Grandpa. From when I was a little boy, how can I become successful when I grow up, he asked. The old man showed the teenager the indoor tree and then took him outside to have a look at the towering tree outside. Which one is greater? The grandfather asked. The outside one. But that doesn't make sense, Grandpa. It has to cope with many more challenges than the inside one, Grandpa. The grandfather smiled. Yes, but the risk of dealing with challenges is worth it, as it has the freedom to spread its roots wider and its leaves towards the heavens. Boy, remember this and you will be a successful man in whatever you do. If you choose the safe option all of your life, you will never grow and be all that you can be. But if you're willing to face the world head on, with all of its dangers and challenges, the sky is the limit. The young man looked up at the tall tree, took a deep breath and nodded his head, knowing that his wise grandpa was right. The same is true for all of us. If you choose the safe and well-worn path, then a life of mediocrity awaits. But if you have the courage and capacity to live in the elements, you give yourself a great chance of reaching your full potential and being successful in your chosen field of endeavor. God created trees to grow outside. He created people to live lives of significance. So let me ask you, are you an indoor tree or an outdoor one? Growth. Is it always a smooth process? Never. First of all, growth comes with pain. Pain is inevitable in the journey of growth because pain stretches us beyond our comfort zone. Pain makes us prone to murmur, so we miss on growth opportunities. Pain also may seem as a deterrent to growth because pain is uncomfortable, yet pain is so necessary in our growth. Think of the sapling the boy and the grandfather left outside, buttered by strong winds and pelts of rain. Think of a butterfly in its cocoon. It has to push through the metamorphosis process for it to become a butterfly and fly. If we try to help break the cocoon, we kill the butterfly. So pain is part of growth. Pain is not always bad. There's a place for pain. Listen to this, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James 1, 2-5 Enduring pain, we are rewarded with patience. We need a lot of patience in our diet today, don't we? Growth also comes with pressure. 
Think about how often you and I had to change our shoe sizes while we were kids. The pressure of the size of our feet pushed the shoe until our feet could no longer enter the shoe. In our adulthood, we're stuck with at least one size of shoe. But pressure in life goes beyond little things like shoe sizes. Pressure at work to meet deadlines. Pressure from people who want you married like yesterday. When all you need is a listening ear who understands that God's timing is the best, is perfect. Pressure to do well in school. When the subject at hand is not your favorite, but a requirement. Pressure to please some relatives. The list is can be long. I want to remind you, 2 Corinthians 4.8, we are hard pressed on every side, every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Growth is also not always a painful process full of pressure, but growth also comes with peace. Think of that moment when you knew you did your best. It was an exam, or helping someone in a way that stretched you, or even assessing your own progress, knowing you put your best foot forward. You feel content and peaceful. You can look back and see the positive change. It's evident. And growth can also come when things are in pieces. Yes, how else may we know it's time for a change? Sometimes, when we are distracted and we begin to harvest the fruits of our own procrastination and slothfulness, we begin to sense that we need growth. And we take the initiative to start the process amidst pain and pressure. So growth, a process of pain, pressure, and peace. And oh, doesn't quitting teach us growth lessons if we are willing to learn? The elements have some lessons for us. The difference here is that the elements are not on the outside, like rain and sun, that the saplings in our story needed but they're on the inside, a work we can accomplish through God's mighty grace. We need patience. We need contentment. We need endurance. We need an attitude of gratitude. We need to extend our hands and be of help to others. Quitting teaches us growth in big strides if we are open for our roots to tap deeper. In our story today, the eight-year-old needed to learn the value of the elements. Those things that seem uncomfortable, like strong winds and hot sunshine and floods. Things that may destroy the plant, yet help it to maturity. Now, why is growth important as we wait? Because we have a work to do. We have a calling. We're not idlers living in a wishy-washy world, but participants working to make better the great life that God has extended to us. We have a work to do. Why is growth important as we wait? Because our lives are a legacy. Not only tomorrow, but today. We are called to be good examples. We are ambassadors living worthy of the calling we have received. Ephesians 4.1 We are living a legacy. Why is growth important as we wait? Because we are living with expectation of receiving the blessings we have asked for. So we are preparing ourselves to not only meet the blessing, but maximize its potential, not only for our benefit, but for the benefit of those around us. We are living expectantly. Why is growth important as we wait? Because our lives are an influence to others, whether we know them or not, wherever we are placed and at all times. 
We are a sweet fragrance of grace, spreading out beyond our borders, for fragrance once spilled out cannot be taken back. Our words, our actions, our motives, our intentions. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. 2 Corinthians 2.15 We are an infant sweet. So we need growth as we wait because we have a work to do. We're living a legacy. We're living with expectant, expectation. Sorry, and we're living a life of influence. Today, I want to also share with you two saplings. The boy and the grandfather had two. I have two to give you today. Life is full of opportunities. I once wrote a poem referring to opportunities as the old leaves in our backyard, which we see as the gardener's work to clean. But a little garden with those old leaves can begin to sprout with life if the right seeds are cast. I remember one instance when we lived in Cape Town, South Africa. We had a big backyard with giant trees. So you can imagine how much cleaning was needed. One day I decided to throw kitchen waste where those dead leaves were. Soon after that, we traveled. When we came back, if you saw it, you would have thought we deliberately planted cherry tomatoes. The tomatoes were growing beautifully, and their tendrils were hugging the giant trees. We ate them. It was delightful. Sapling number one in our growth journey as we wait. Opportunities. 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 They are always there. One of my favorite authors, Ellen White, says, God gives opportunities. Success depends on the use made of them. If we want to grow during our waiting season, our eyes must be open to the opportunities around us. And not just open, our hands must be ready to take them. The challenge is, sometimes the opportunities don't smell as we expect them. Sometimes they're not dressed in fine clothing but rags. In fact, sometimes they seem so little that our big heads struggle to fathom how we may wrap them around our wide intelligence. In our waiting, let us seek opportunities to make a difference. It could be in a child's life. It could be in the aspirations of a teenager who needs those words of encouragement propel them forward. It may be courage to tell an elderly person to watch how they speak. Yes, those moments do come. It may be wisdom to know when to be silent. It may be a volunteer position being extended to us. It seems as nothing, but the experience you gain multiply exponentially and open doors. Are you a student looking for a job? Maybe the place to begin would be to volunteer for X number of months or for one year to gain some experience and know your true interests. Now, COVID has brought us to straight and tough places. Some have lost their jobs. Can opportunity be found in the midst of job loss? Some of the best businesses in our world have come to life because the starters saw opportunity beyond the pink slip. When you are told, we're not able to keep you working here anymore, you may want to know the reason. But beyond that, it is prudent to ask yourself on a daily basis, even if you have a job right now, how am I equipping myself for life's eventualities such as loss of income? A loss of a job may be an opportunity to start your own consulting firm or restaurant. Think about it. Opportunities, they are not always the best dressed. 
They don't always smell good, but we can choose to dress them with the right attitude and put our own chosen fragrance of joy upon them, and it will be a win-win. The wise man Solomon wrote, Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might, all your might, for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going, where I am going. Ecclesiastes 9.10 So, while we still have this breath lingering upon our lips, why don't we take wholeheartedly that opportunity and make the best of it? And if we see none yet, pray that our eyes be open and that our hearts are warmed towards it and our hands stretched out to work it. The second sapling in our growth journey today is what I call opposition. Opposition. Yes, antagonism can be part of what your quitting journey is about. Ask yourself, when antagonism gets in the game, is it worth it? Is it in tune with my calling? Life is a battlefield, you know, but we have to know what battles are worth being involved in. Why? We need the elements. We need the wind of courage to propel us forward. We need the soil of endurance to keep pushing our roots wider and wider, even in our seasons of drought and doubt. We need the rain of God's blessing to grow our small seeds into giant trees. We need the clouds of peace to shelter and cover us when the distractions become too numerous for us to handle. And we need his rainbow of love to always remind us you are not alone in your growth journey. You are not alone in your waiting. Your maker equips you for the task. Just be sure not to despise the day of small beginnings. Zechariah 4.10 Opposition can worry you. It can worry me. But if we know our why, if we know our why, we will keep on asking and finding answers. You won't quit. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Remember the boy and his grandpa in our story today? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. What kind of sapling are you? The indoor tree, safe and protected? Or the outdoor tree, exposed and ready to take in the elements? How do you measure success? The job you do? The amount of money you have? The size of your family? Your health status? How many places you have traveled to? How many people of influence you know? The tone of your voice? How do you measure success? Your duties in the church? Your job title? How do you measure success? Your rank in the family? Your pay slip? How do we measure success? The Indo tree is seeking for success, the bare minimum, quantifiable, tangible. The outdoor tree is experiencing significance. That is much more of value than mere success. Significance is freedom to spread your roots out. Significance is maximizing every opportunity, 
every potential, living your dreams, being in your sweet spot, maximizing your moments, living according to the will of God so that should you sleep this side of heaven, you can confidently see even now that you are emptying your life, giving all that you have to make yourself the best you can be by God's grace and the best you can be to those around you. A life of significance is what we're called to live. This life may seem intangible right now. It may not even have a big followership, but that's the life we're called to. Success may be quantifiable, but a life of significance is a life of quality. Today, I leave you with this promise in Job 8-7. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. Dear friend, your experiences count. Your expectations count. Your example counts. Your excuses, they don't count. I suggest going beyond a life of success to one of significance. I suggest the tree that faces the elements of pain, pressure, and peace in order to grow. Pain, pressure, and peace in order to grow. I suggest the tree that faces the elements and seeks opportunities despite opposition. The two saplings, opportunity and opposition. Seek those and work with God towards them and your life will be very great. A mundane life despises little opportunities. A life of mastery does not despise the day of small beginnings. Until next Wednesday, goodbye.